Hello, and welcome to A Day to Remember. I'm your host, Greg Rapson. Today, we remember a very important date in history. We remember a day that every single American should remember. That's right, today we are talking about a riot that took place around the Capitol. It was so bad that the White House Secret Service had to take the president down to a secret bunker to make sure that he was safe. Then again on that night, the rioters, in their fits of rage, decided to burn down a church that was just across the street from the White House. It was a tragic event that everyone should remember. Wait, hold on, I'm getting word from my producer. Uh, what, what are you trying to say there, Jimmy? Uh, I think this episode is about a different protest. You know, the one around the election. Oh, 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 I know which one you're talking about. You're talking about the 2017 riot where groups of Antifa members destroyed a Starbucks and Madonna said that she wanted to blow up the White House. No, 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 no. Something much worse than that. The worst day in American history? The worst attack on American democracy ever? AOC almost died, for goodness sake. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I, I know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. I think I, I'm pretty sure I know what you're trying to say. Now, what was it that that date was called? I haven't heard the Democrats use it for a political gain for a very long time. It was called January 6th. Oh, yes, that's right. January 6th. I'll just have to restart this whole entire episode. No, you can't. You're out of time. Well, okay then. That was a day to remember. I'm Greg Rabson. Join us next week when we talk about another day that you should not forget ever. here with our very fourth episode of the Debunk Docket. I'm excited to be here and I hope that you are excited to be here as well. So, as the beginning mentioned, this episode is about January 6th, the worst day in American history, a terrible day for democracy, a day where our democracy almost died. Now, listen, don't get me wrong, it was a very, very bad day. I still vividly remember it. I remember people climbing into the Capitol building and thinking that they were idiots. I remember watching people get into fights with police officers, and I called them idiots. And also on that day, because my brain always thinks about politics, my brain instantly went to the Democrats are going to use this against Republicans for years, maybe even forever. As in that episode, I said, The Democrats will use this situation as an advantage. Whenever a Republican runs for president or for the Senate or for the House or any other position, they will play these videos of people storming the Capitol. They will show the pictures of the people in the chamber pointing their guns at the windows. They will claim that this is the Republican Party. This will be their new narrative for the next 4 to 25 years. And the Democrats have already used this over and over and over again. 
They've used it to impeach Trump a second time. They used it to take away the credibility of great Republicans like Ted Cruz and Josh Howley, and any Republican that may have supported Donald Trump or a Republican. To them, we are all the same. We are all insurrectionists that want to kill democracy. It is honestly sad to watch as Democrats use January 6th as a political stick to smack Republicans with, and in Democrats' eyes, January 6th seems like a celebration. As Nancy Pelosi made a little speech and then the cast of Hamilton, a Broadway musical, performed a song on Zoom because of Omicron and stuff. What did the cast of Hamilton have to do with the insurrection on January 6th? Absolutely nothing. But the Democrats still use them anyway. And of course, because January 6th had to do with an election, the Democrats are using January 6th to push different voter rights acts. Because, as according to the New York Times, every day is January 6th because Republican states keep passing terrible laws that will stop people from voting, like having an ID and making sure that your signature on the absentee ballot gets checked so you don't vote twice. And we can make sure that you are a citizen of the United States. No one in the United States is being turned away from voting because of the color of their skin, their sexual orientation, or anything like that. However, these voter ID laws and other laws that are trying to make our elections more safe make Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. Remember that? So basically how the Democrats want to do this is very simple. Protect democracy by destroying democracy. Because the January 6th riot was so bad, this means that all Republicans are bad, which means that Republicans shouldn't ever be voted into power ever again. There's a political scientist from Canada that is predicting that there will be a right-wing dictator in power in the United States by 2030. And of course, the article has Donald Trump on it. How do Democrats stop Republicans from winning? Well, by constantly pointing out that Republicans are responsible for January 6th. And if you elect them into office, they will get rid of democracy and it will be a right-wing dictatorship. Democrats get a one-party rule as the Republican Party dissolves, which... One-party rule has never been bad in the history of the world. It's never led to major problems. And all of this will happen just because of one riot. And that's why I hate January 6th so much, because that's all the Democrats talk about right now. I get it. Some stupid people did something absolutely stupid, and it was terrible. It was awful. It was horrible. But Joe Biden getting up there and making a speech talking about how terrible Donald Trump and his supporters are won't bring us together, and it won't help us heal after this event. It just furthers the divide. Biden was supposed to bring us all together, but apparently he just wants to bring his own party together and divide the Republicans out of it. Along with this, on January 6th, the one-year anniversary, we got some gaslighting. Now, gaslighting is a very simple concept. It is basically a manipulation tactic to make you wonder if what you believe is actually true or not. Kamala Harris had the perfect gaslighting moment as she compared January 6th, wait for it, wait, I know you already know this, to the attacks that took place on September 11th and Pearl Harbor. This makes people question their own thoughts. Was January 6th really that bad? Was it really comparable to 9-11 and Pearl Harbor? Was January 6th really that memorable as September 11th or January 6th? 
Yes, it is memorable, but is it on the same scale as September 11th or Pearl Harbor? Like, I would rather have a January 6th every single year than a 9-11 or a Pearl Harbor. Truly, this is an insult to the victims of both the attacks on 9-11, where almost 3,000 people died, and on Pearl Harbor, where 2,403 people died. On January 6th, the highest death count that I have seen was between 6 and 10. Now, this is where some debunking has to come in because things get a little bit murky. And I wanted to make sure that I got these numbers right. So, we need to dive into it and look at what actually happened on January 6th and how many people actually passed away. As there was a person that died at the Capitol, Ashley Babbitt, who was shot and killed trying to enter into Nancy Pelosi's chambers. She was shot by a Capitol police officer. Then there was a report that a woman was trampled to death by rioters. This later turned out to be false as according to Forbes, the woman died of an accidental drug overdose. There were also two other civilians that died on January 6th. They were on the rioter side of things, but they weren't shot or trampled on. They both died of heart failure. Along with this, one of the officers that passed away was a huge mystery as well. As in my Idiots episode, I said that a police officer was struck with a fire extinguisher and died as a result. This was not true, as according to sources, the police officer had a reaction to the tear gas. He went into another room, told everyone that he was okay, then later he had two strokes and sadly passed away. There is no evidence that the officer had any blunt force trauma at all. Along with four other officers that were at the Capitol on January 6th, sadly committed suicide after the event. So if we are calculating the deaths of people that died due to the protesters or Capitol Police officers opening fire on someone, the result would be one death, Ashley Babbitt. If we are going to say that people that died of natural causes after the event or because of the trauma of the event, then the total death toll would be seven if my math is correct. Should these people have died? No. Is one death too much when it comes to a situation like this? Yes. Should this riot, even if one was killed by force, have happened? Heck, no. The last thing that I want you to think is that I am trying to support these rioters on January 6th. I am not. I think that they are idiots, and what they did was idiotic. I also think that what the vice president and the media have said about January 6th is also idiotic. Saying that it was a bloody day and 10 people died makes you believe that the protesters were bashing people's heads in with fire extinguishers, or having 10 dead means that the Capitol Police officers just started opening fire on people while they were coming in. When in reality, only one was bloody. And the rest of the deaths were from natural causes after the event took place. Still sad, still horrible, but this is just another reason why there's no way that this can be even compared to September 11th or Pearl Harbor. Honestly, I would go further and say that it shouldn't even be in the same sentence. There is also something else that needs to be strongly debunked, and this is the idea that Republicans are the only ones that ever get mad about an election loss. Let's take a look back at the 1860 election, which just so happened to be the very first election that a Republican won. As in 1860, Abraham Lincoln beat out three opponents, as he took most of the northern states along with California and Oregon. After this, the South completely freaked out, and they saw Lincoln as a tyrant and that he was going to destroy the country because he wanted to get rid of slavery. As a result, the Democrats at the time split the country apart and caused a terrible civil 
Civil War, which led to thousands of American citizens killed. Now, I know 100% that the Democrats and Republicans at that time were different, but it still shows a time where there was violence after an election, and it shows the trauma that can take place when we are divided. Another example comes from the year 1876. As the Democrat, Samuel J. Tilden, won the popular vote but lost the Electoral College. This caused a huge uproar. Different states like Florida, Louisiana, and South Carolina were each saying, Hooray! We won! At the same exact time. This led to a huge problem, as you can't split up a state. The Republicans thought that they won the states because there was voter suppression for African Americans. This was real voter oppression, like they couldn't even get a ballot, not long lines or not being able to get a water bottle, but real-life voter suppression was happening in the South for African Americans. So to fix this issue, the Democrats and Republicans came together, and the Democrats said, Hey, if we give you these three states that are questionable, which was Florida, Louisiana, and South Carolina, then you will get the presidency, and for us, you will take troops out of the South as this was right after the Civil War. So, the Republicans agreed. The army was pulled out of the South, which changed the course of history. One day I will talk about that. And the Republicans got the presidency, as Rutherford B. Hayes became the president. However, for the four years of his presidency, the Democrats called him Rutherford. Once again, this shows the trauma that can happen when we are divided. And we can try and make agreements with the other side all we want, but still there are underlining problems that may come up. Now for this next election, we have to fly a little bit into the future to look at the 2000 election. Most of you should have been alive for this election, but some of us might not have remembered it because we were like five or whatever. Anyway, in this election, Al Gore won the popular vote, but Bush won the Electoral College by one state, a very close state in Florida. The vote was so close in Florida that they did several recounts and Bush only won by a couple hundred of votes. This didn't stop the Democrats and Al Gore from wanting to continue to count the votes, but he ran out of time and the Supreme Court said no and Bush won. However, there are still people today that believe that Bush cheated in some way to win the election. And to this day, there are still people that are mad about this election. Looking at the most recent example, 2016, for the four years of Donald Trump's presidency, they claimed that he cheated in some way to win the election. They called him a Russian puppet. They said that he was working with Russia to steal the election and to end democracy. They were, of course, wrong about this, but the lies just kept on coming. From Russiagate to Ukraine Gate, all of it was just a big old lie. And it was all a way for the Democrats to claim that Trump was an illegitimate president. We saw the Democrats, along with Antifa, go absolutely crazy on Trump's inauguration day. They lit fires, they broke windows, and called themselves the resistance, and they wanted to stop Trump. For any of these examples, did democracy die? Did the DOJ do a full investigation into the riot that happened on Inauguration Day? Was it a big conspiracy for Clinton supporters trying to steal the election? Nope, it seemed to be swept under the rug. All of the examples that I just mentioned were a whole lot worse than what happened on January 6th. Does it make January 6th right? No, of course it doesn't. But if you have the decision, on one hand, the country will split in half and it will lead to a bloody civil war, or a bunch of idiots storming a capital, 
You will pick idiots storming the Capitol every single day. Now, once again, I have to debunk this idea that Democrats are peaceful and they're loving and they're happy-go-lucky and the Republicans are evil and want to destroy democracy. As I would be remiss if I didn't mention that for the full summer, the summer of 2020, Black Lives Matter and Antifa were protesting and rioting the entire summer. And the Democrats absolutely supported it. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were posting on their social media trying to pay for their bail so that these violent rioters could get out of jail. Could you imagine if Trump did that with one of the insurrectionist idiots? Everyone would have gone absolutely crazy and called him a terrible person and a promoter of violence. And then there was a situation that happened with one of these protests in Washington, D.C., the protest was so bad that they had to put up additional fencing in front of the White House to make sure that people wouldn't storm into the White House and hurt the president. There was even a story that was claimed that Donald Trump had to go down into the bunker to make sure that he was safe. The left smeared Donald Trump for this and said he was weak for doing that. And he should have come out and talked to the protesters or something like that. Trump was a coward on that day. But on January 6th, AOC was a hero because she defended herself against a Capitol Police officer who was trying to get her out of the building. She thought that she was going to die even though she wasn't even in the Capitol building. She was like three buildings away. Why didn't AOC go and talk to the protesters? Why didn't she stop January 6th like Donald Trump was supposed to do? It is all absolutely stupid. They tried to tear down the statue of Andrew Jackson. It was a terrible day of violence. And then they tried to burn down a church. And then the very next day, Donald Trump took a Bible out to that church and held it up. And the media got mad at him for it. They were more mad at Donald Trump holding up a Bible than actual people, actual rioters trying to burn down a church. Do you remember what date that is? Did anyone talk about it? Was there an, Were there investigations into that day? No, but you are supposed to remember January 6th as the worst day in democracy's history. In the end, January 6th was a bad day. It was a bad day for the country. It looked terrible on TV. It made us all look stupid. I will once again say that the people that stormed the Capitol were idiots. They should go to jail. They should be held responsible for what they did. But also, we need to look at the bigger picture. We cannot forget about the, quote, summer of love that took place in 2020, where people were burning down buildings, people were destroying things, and people were killing each other. We should be able to say that both of these riots were terrible. Both of these riots were wrong, and they shouldn't happen in America ever. Because I think it is extremely interesting to see people say that January 6th was the most evil day in American history, and then say that the riots that happened all summer are justifiable, even though more damage and more deaths were caused by that than on January 6th. We should be able to call both of these situations out and say that they were wrong. And we should be able to unite and say violence is wrong and it needs to end. And looking back at all the historical information that I told you about in this episode, the different elections that took place that caused political violence. In each of those moments, people probably thought that the country was dead. People probably thought that democracy was dead and that America would never, ever come back. I mean, seeing a politician win the popular vote and still not get the presidency 
make some people believe that democracy is dead, that democracy doesn't work. Why aren't we listening to the people? People get mad about stuff like that, and so they get angry and start to protest, or they riot, or they start to burn things down. And in some cases, they start a civil war. But in each of those situations that I talked about, democracy still stood tall. And we were able to learn from all of those different situations. January 6th is a day to remember. But it is also something that we don't need to focus on all the time. It is something that we need to learn from, get over, and grow together as a country. I believe in America. I believe in democracy. And I believe that one day, we will once again be united. And with that, I just want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Debunked Docket. And until next time, like my mom always says, be good, be kind, be loving, goodbye.